Ladies, let me ask you a question. What if I told you everything you needed to become the leaner, healthier, stronger, non-osteoporosis getting, non-Alzheimer's dementia getting, no heart disease having version of yourself was already within you? What if you already had it by design given to you, but has been taken away? Hey everybody, Dr. Aaron Wenzel, host of the Concierge Medicine Show, where we give you real conversations to be having with your physician in 30 minutes or less. Welcome to episode 15, and this is part three of our seven-part series all about hormone replacement and the benefits of optimizing your hormones. So although testosterone is commonly thought of and referred to as a male hormone, it's actually quite a mistake to label it as exclusively a male hormone. It turns out that although testosterone does allow a human being to exhibit what we might call masculine uh, features, it is by no means exclusively held by males. Women make testosterone as well. In the earlier years, a woman will make testosterone from her adrenal glands. And in her later years, after puberty, when you need more testosterone, uh, even as a female, it would come from her her ovaries. Um, You know, I really feel like we need to have a discussion around this topic of testosterone with women so that women can fully understand and quiet all the noise and get some real clarity on the benefits of testosterone replacement therapy as a woman. Most women have a unfounded, irrational fear around taking testosterone. And this is fueled by a lot of variables, um, both culturally, uh, medically, uh, culture being pop culture, uh, as long uh, in addition to culture amongst just friends and family, there's a lot of noise and confusion around this topic, and I want to dispel some of these irrational fears. Um, the most common fear is that a woman doesn't want to pursue testosterone replacement therapy because she doesn't want to become a man, and that's just silly. You know, a woman has even at her most optimal self would have 10% maybe of the level of testosterone that a man would ever have. So this this fear of getting a deep voice or um, getting hair or becoming masculine is really irrational and unfounded. And to be honest with you, even as we dive into the science and the literature of it all, the data suggests that the only time we ever see these masculine features um, present themselves are at irresponsibly high doses and typically only with synthetics. Remember, as we've been journeying through this talk about hormones, we really have to get clear about the distinction between synthetic hormones and bioidentical hormones. These side effects of testosterone really are exclusively found in, like I say, irresponsible levels of 
uh, therapy, and typically only with the synthetics. In optimal, uh, controlled, responsible levels of testosterone therapy and in the bioidentical world, you really don't have any need to have these fears about becoming masculine. Um, that's just not that's just not the case. So what are the benefits of testosterone? Why is this a big deal? Why are we even having this discussion? And listen, guys know why they like testosterone, It, but I just feel like women don't get enough credit. It improves your sex drive. It's very important. It improves both desire and ability to perform, which is important. Maybe not as important for men, uh, as it is for men, but certainly we, we need to be able to have this conversation. I mean, um, a, a normal uh, couple, a normal healthy couple in a marriage situation, having good healthy sex is like breathing. It's like eating. It should be something that we should be able to talk about and something that we should be able to improve if we are underperforming. Um, number two on health benefits is bone health. And listen, I, I've touched a little bit about this uh, in the male discussion about testosterone. And while certainly vitamin D, calcium, and estrogen all have a massive role in bone health, bone preservation, and the prevention of osteoporosis, we cannot overlook the effect of testosterone in women on bone health. It's actually uh, many times stronger than estrogen as far as its impact on laying down and creating of new bone. And especially when you combine testosterone replacement with vitamin D, with calcium and estradiol, you really um, put your risk for osteoporosis, hip fractures, death, way down the road. So this is a huge deal. The third benefit is increased lean mass. This doesn't come as, probably shouldn't come as a big surprise, but let me let me just take this moment to dispel another challenge I, I feel like women have, which is they want to be healthy, they want to be strong, they want to be lean, but they're very reserved in pursuing resistance training and exercising because they don't want to get too big or they don't want to get muscles that are too big. Listen, I promise you, ladies, every woman that you look at and admire their physique, they are working out like crazy. They are working their face off at the gym. They are lifting heavy weights. They are going hard. Again, these fears are based on an irrational fear of becoming masculine and nobody is suggesting that you need to become masculine. There is not a heterosexual male that I know that wants a woman to be masculine. They prefer females to be feminine. But part of femininity that is attractive is strength, is power. And you can do that and still maintain femininity. And so I just, I'm sorry, that's a little side rant, maybe a slightly off topic, but I just feel like it's an appropriate time to kind of touch on something that I, I end up having a lot of conversations with women, especially in my years back in the weight loss space as, as success started coming, it's time to start getting in the gym, gym, as you all know, I'm very adamant that 80% of your uh, goals and achievement will come through fixing your diet. You cannot outrun a bad diet, but once your diet is fixed and you need the 
the fin the gym is where you finish this whole thing off and you're not going to become a man and so by optimizing your testosterone you will not become a man you will actually be able to be rewarded in growing of lean mass and strength and leanness that you deserve because you're putting the time in with your diet you're putting the time in with the gym and so not only does lean mass help you feel and look better but as we know the more lean mass we have the better we are at metabolizing sugar it puts us at a further distance from insulin resistance and diabetes and metabolic syndrome and all of the massive consequences that come from those diseases so increasing lean mass is one of the few things that you can do as a human to put distance between you and diabetes and women struggle historically with putting on lean mass because they just don't have as much testosterone as men naturally but certainly later in life as the ovaries begin to shut down not only does it stop producing estrogen but it also stops producing testosterone and bringing that testosterone back into the mix will help you stay strong and lean um the fourth reason that women need to be considering um testosterone replacement is actually skin we find women who get optimized on their testosterone actually have better skin than they have in a long time and the reason is is that testosterone actually increases collagen content and elasticity so the very thing that gives your face its elasticity and its fullness and its structure and shape is the collagen and testosterone supports all of the collagen behaviors that you need to have a youthful vibrant face and i know a lot of ladies out there are like that's reason enough and fine if that's the reason that you optimize your testosterone i'm super pumped that you get excited about that but i'm actually more excited about all of the other health actual health benefits but anyway if that's reason enough go for it uh the fifth reason is an overall increased energy strength and endurance you just feel stronger and i don't know one human being on the planet who doesn't desire more strength more stamina more endurance the the ability to endure life a long day and still feel like you have something in the tank testosterone is absolutely involved in that process um and lastly and arguably the most important is that testosterone when combined with estradiol or estrogen replacement will absolutely lower your cardiovascular risk. This is hugely important. So as you can see, th- this is not just although it's a masculinizing hormone, let's just say, it's not a male-only hormone. Just like we we have estrogen which is an a globally feminine hormone, it's not exclusively found in females. Men, as we discussed in last week's show, the majority of the cardiovascular benefit that men get from taking testosterone comes from the conversion of that excess testosterone into estradiol or estrogen so estrogen estrogen is no more exclusively female as than 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 testosterone is exclusively male they're much lower for different sexes but they're 
very critical and need to be paid attention to. So here are the conversations that I believe that you need to be having with your doctor in and around estrogen, uh, I'm sorry, in and around testosterone therapy or replacement for you as a woman. Number one, what are your levels? Again, we, we always start these conversations with what are my levels? I have to know where I am and then have an idea of where I want to be in order to be optimal. Uh, and I will tell you that much like testosterone for men, there is a optimal total, but then there's also an optimal free because remember these hormones, when they're produced, the majority of hormones are bound to proteins that render them inactive. We are concerned about the overall levels, but what we're really, really concerned about is on the cellular level. What, how much of that hormone do you have active to do its job? And so we have to look at the total number and the percent uh, free number. And so optimal levels of testosterone for a woman range around two to 300. Remember, a man is around 1,000, 11, 1,200. So it's much less. We are not trying to make you a man. We are trying to make you a powerful, strong, lean, healthy woman. And so this total testosterone of two or 300 will put you in the right ballpark. As you begin to really narrow down, you need to look at your free testosterone. And depending on what lab you use, those levels will be a little bit different. If you have a pencil, this is the time to jot this down. A total of two to 300, the optimal free testosterone for women, if you're using Quest Labs, is anywhere between eight and 10. If you use LabCorp, four to six. So the next question we really need to jump into, which I feel like is probably the most pertinent, pump the brakes, let's really talk about this, are the risk profile and what are the downsides and who should be concerned about these downsides of taking testosterone as a woman. Uh, first and foremost, any woman who's pregnant or planning on being pregnant, do not under any circumstance take testosterone of any kind. The testosterone uh, replacement during pregnancy is a known teratogenic or um, uh, it has known teratogenic effects, which means it could be detrimental to the unborn baby. So do not under any circumstances pregnant or planning pregnancy take testosterone. Doesn't mean you can take it. Doesn't mean you can't take it. If you're not pregnant and then once you're pregnant, come off, but you have to have very clear discussions and a plan of care uh, for your child planning um, and take conceded effort to not get pregnant while you're on it. And that is a discussion between you and your doctor about family planning. And the moment you become pregnant, should you become pregnant uh, for whatever reason, you have to absolutely stop immediately, immediately, immediately. Uh, and and do not resume until you're done with the pregnancy or breastfeeding because it's the next risk. So not only pregnancy or planned pregnancy, but any woman who's breastfeeding, you cannot take testosterone. Um, the last risk is is in and around hormone sensitive cancers. Uh, the commonest would be breast and uterine cancer. So any current active disease is obviously a no-go. Do not do that. Um, you really have to tread very lightly. And uh, this is a decision between you and your physician. 
and potentially your cancer expert, should you have uh, been cleared from these diseases, um, certainly any history of a hormone breast sensitive breast cancer um, probably would be too risky. Uh, I don't know that I would push my clients uh, in my private practice to do that. That feels like the risks just outweigh some of the benefits and we would try other means to reduce risk of all the things that testosterone does help a woman with. But these are discussions you need to have with your doc. Don't just go blazing in saying, I want testosterone. Make sure you're not pregnant or planning on being pregnant or breastfeeding and make sure that if you have a personal or family history of a hormone-sensitive cancer, you really ought to be careful and um, consider other options first. That would be my recommendation. So here are the big take-home points, I think, for this show. This is, this is very cut and dry for me. Um, m- most women, certainly most women who are out of childbearing, uh, the childbearing business, uh, and are 35 or older, um, and you're considering feeling better and minimizing all of your risk for diseases down the road. Um, yeah, and just feeling better. Testosterone replacement with bioidentical testosterone is ab- should absolutely be in your arsenal and should be discussed and get you optimal because you will not only feel better, you'll live longer. <laughs> so... Let's get that going. Um, and and again, the, 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 the second big take-home point is a recurring theme through this hormone series. Normal is not the same as optimal. All right. The normal level of, a testo- of testosterone in a 60-year-old woman is zero. Because if you don't have ovaries that work because you're menopausal, you're not going to make testosterone. But but just because the normal 60-year-old doesn't have ovaries and doesn't have testosterone doesn't make it optimal. Your optimal level was the testosterone level you had when you were 25 and you felt the best. That's where we want you to go. So normal is not optimal. Normal is just common. Okay? So these are really, really important concepts. Listen, I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope this was... Um, um, meaningful for you. I hope that some of these things will spark some meaningful conversation between you and your family and your physician about how to put yourself on the best path for health, to feel the best that you can possibly be and, you know, uh, live a long time and be strong. And, um, I just hope that for you, I leave your comments, like the video. If you liked it, um, let us know what you'd like to see. Uh, in future episodes, if there are topics you'd like me to dive into, I'd love to uh, do that for you. Um, please review, uh, leave a review. It would mean the world to me if you took the time to leave a review either on iTunes or on YouTube um, and uh, tell us what you're thinking and, and what you liked about it. So until we meet next week, next week is part four of our seven-part series where we're going to dive into estrogen replacement in women, one of the most controversial topics in all of hormone replacement therapy, which is estrogen for women. I can't wait to dive into it with you next week. Until then, take care. Bye.
Hey everybody, thanks again for watching the show. I'm sure it goes without saying, but I feel compelled to share with you. Obviously, I want to help uh, as many people as possible. Um, but before you make any medical changes, please, please consult with your physician. Don't do any of this on your own. Um, you don't want to put yourself in any harm's way. And um, again, thanks a bunch for watching the show. If you have any questions or comments, again, please leave them and we'll get back to you. Take care.